When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Bonus Scoop Time. It is Tuesday. That means it's Doogie Time. Darren Doogie Wilson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News and Scoop Podcast fame as well. Judd and Declan along for the ride as always. And uh, Doog's going to start you here. You teased. I think we were talking to you on Thursday. Uh, on uh, Reckless Speculation Thursday, to be exact, and you tease the fact that you are going to have a conversation with a Wolves owner, Glenn Taylor, that we could talk about on Tuesday. What did you find out from the guy who, for now at least, still very much owns the Minnesota Timberwolves? And the Minnesota Lynx, Cheryl Reeves' contract is up. He definitely wants Cheryl back. I don't anticipate any issues in that regard. She wants to be back. Glenn will take care of her Plenty, Alex and Mark also really enjoy her. So that will not be an issue, although the roster, I anticipate a decent amount of change. But on the Wolves, he confirmed what I believed, but wasn't necessarily 100% sure on, that Rudy Gobert, not Kevin Durant, not any other superstar, was their number one trade target this summer. They dabbled in the Kevin Durant talks early on, But Rudy Gobert was always the A focus, the number one focus. Also, he confirmed what we believed, but I'm not quite sure anybody fully went on the record, that Utah really, really wanted Jaden McDaniels. So Mm. that was a hiccup for a while. The deal could have been done many days prior if the Wolves said, okay, Utah, here's Jaden. We'll hold on to multiple first-round picks. But that was the holdup for about 48 to 72 to 96 hours. Also on D'Angelo Russell extension talks. Yes. Reading between the lines of what Glenn told me, Judd, it's what we've believed. I don't foresee a scenario where the Wolves signed D'Angelo to a contract extension before opening night, which by all accounts looks like it will be October 19th or October 20th. Chris Haynes of Yahoo had one schedule leak October 21st, a Friday night, Wolves Target Center against, at least as of now, Pat Beverly and the Utah Jazz, all the other guys, Walker Kessler, Leandro Balmaro, Malik Beasley. We'll wait and see if Pat Beverly is on the Jazz on October 21st. I've been asked, Judd, if I think, that that is opening night. I just don't. It looks like opening night. Well, really, opening night is Tuesday, October 18th. But then most of the league will open up on Wednesday, October 19th. 
Mm. The schedule releases at 2 o'clock tomorrow, 2 o'clock on Wednesday, 2 o'clock Central. So I don't have any leaks. Maybe I'll have a leak later today. Glenn Taylor told me he is no surprise, a draft of the schedule. So he knows, right? He knows who they open up against. He knows, you know, all the dates. They're not playing on Christmas, unfortunately. I was was certainly hoping for that, but that will not be taking place. But, yeah, we'll know tomorrow at 2 o'clock who the Wolves open up against in all likelihood, not 100%, but in all likelihood, Wednesday, October 19th. So that Jazz Wolves game on that Friday um, sounds to me like probably part of the ESPN uh, broadcast schedule, and it I would guess too because it could be the late game possibly because ordinarily don't 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 they have uh, two games on Fridays and like a six o'clock Celtics game or Knicks game? So I wonder if that's going to become a little bit more the norm now that the Wolves are certainly going to be way more attractive for uh, TNT ESPN if we're going to start to see some late tips because they, they carry an East Coast game and then essentially try to morph us into a West Coast game. Yes, although I don't think it will be quite as late as that Wolves-Lakers game last season. Granted, it was on a Friday night, but remember the tip-off time for that game? It was nine, after right? 9 o'clock. So, yeah, it's yes, ridiculous. could we have something like an 8.40 tip time? Sure. I don't think we will have another 9.10, 9.15 type tip time but you're right i mean oftentimes that's what happens in fact i could probably reach out just with our relationship with espn if i really wanted to find out how many times the wolves are on espn i could probably do that relatively easily but to me i'm fine just waiting until two o'clock tomorrow it's not that big of a deal the wolves will play 82 games they will go to boston once boston will come here once they'll go to milwaukee once milwaukee will come here once Shame. the dates don't necessarily matter to me since i don't travel with the team. If I traveled, I certainly would care, but I can wait until two o'clock tomorrow. But we know this much, Judd, the Wolves are about to be on national TV much more than they were last year, which I believe was either two or one. I don't remember if that Lakers game was the only game or if that Lakers game was an add-on. It might've been an add-on middle of the season. So the final number I believe was two. It certainly wasn't more than two. But I can promise you the Wolves are going to be on national TV much more than two times this upcoming season. Do, do you sense that uh, Glenn is at peace with the move to sell? Because, like, they're finally yeah, – it, well, it yeah. finally feels yeah. like there's momentum. It finally feels and, – and look, um, Mark and, and A-Rod have certainly brought in some of that excitement, much to their credit. But uh, I'm just curious what your takeaway from Glenn was as far as the fact that as things get good, he is definitely, uh, at this point in time, going to be on the way out. Yeah, he's at peace, John. I asked that very question. I said, Glenn, with all these changes, with all this momentum, I can't recall, I guess maybe before the 03-04 season, but I can't quite recall this level of excitement heading into an opening night, the roster transformation the high expectations. I said, Glenn, like, why exactly do you want to sell at this point? Do you have any regrets is how I framed the question, Judd. He said he's at peace. He also reminded me, Judd, he is still going to be involved. Like come December of 2023, as a limited partner, he's still going to have some sort of presence. Glenn Taylor is not completely going away come December 2023. 
23. He also wanted some sort of legit transition plan. Glenn is 80-something years old, Judd. Like, when you're that old, the clock is really, really ticking. Hopefully Glenn lives until he's 95 or 100, but that's probably not realistic. So he wanted some sort of transition plan set in place before his health turns for the worse, which again, hopefully is not for many, many years, but that is something that he has thought about. Those close to him have brought up with him. Dude, uh, sticking also also with the Wolves here, is, uh, do you foresee that this roster is pretty much now intact here? There's not going to be any other typical late ads. I know they're basically at, at the roster max right here. Do you see any other scoops with, with their roster or anyone that could be a late addition as uh, we get closer to training camp? Well, yeah, certainly, Declan, they will bring in another guy or two on what's called an Exhibit 10 contract. That's what my guy McKinley Wright just signed with the Dallas Mavericks. The other day, the former Iowa Wolf, former Champlain Park High School star. So they will bring in another guy or two, essentially camp bodies, that maybe have a sliver of a chance to make the roster. Remember, the Wolves don't have 15 fully guaranteed contracts. Like, Nate Knight is not a full guarantee. Heck, Jalen Noel isn't a full guarantee. Austin Rivers is not a full guarantee. Now, I see all those guys making it. Maybe Nate Knight is one you can transition on from at some point, but not necessarily opening night. But like C.J. Ellaby started 20-something games for the Portland Trailblazers last year. He will be in Wolves camp on an Exhibit 10 contract. That's not bad. Like, that kid can play. Like I've always said, Declan, there are more NBA players than jobs available. C.J. Ellaby is an example of that. Like, to me, he's flat out an NBA player, but he doesn't have an NBA contract he's got this exhibit 10 contract so so they'll bring in another body or two in that regard I'm pretty sure the front office at this point is complete some of that going on right you know like we've joked for years right flip with Ryan and Wolves fans being upset with some of that nepotism well Tim hired his brother Joe Tim brought in Dell Demps. He brought in Matt Lloyd. Now, my understanding is Joe Connolly is good. Like, he's paid his dues. Like, to me, that's a good hire. But I'm sure I'm sure the Wolves will take some heat for that. Steve Sr. was brought in by Sachin Gupta. Who am I leaving out? John Wallace, not the former Syracuse basketball player. John Wallace has worked. He was in Denver. He's got a good track record. So he's got a master's from Georgetown. So really smart guy is my understanding. So Wallace brought in, Lloyd brought in, Demps brought in, Joe Connolly brought in, Steve Sr. brought in, out, assistant GMs, Gianluca Pascucci and Joe Branch. And as of now, Sachin Gupta is still here. So I need to collect with an NBA executive who told me by this time, pretty much late summer, that Sachin would be working for the Houston the Rockets. Well, he's not working for the Rockets. He's working for the Wolves. So I need to collect on that bet. But I can't see a scenario where a year from now, Sachin Gupta is no longer with the Wolves. But he is here for right now. Looks like he will be here for the season. Dukes, to backtrack on the Jazz trade, um, if McDaniels had been included, what does that trade look like then? Well, I mean, the Wolves don't give up all those first round picks. Right, That's but I mean, like, do what it would have been. And all of them get taken out? Yeah, 
I don't have I, – I could have asked him, I guess, all the intricacies of, of how that would sure. have shaken out. Uh, it could have been where Walker Kessler remains here or Leandro Balmaro remains here plus one or two picks. There were variations of, of different packages discussed. But the Wolves would have kept – if you look at each individual pick, each individual player as an asset, the Wolves would have been able to keep multiple assets if Jaden had gone out. We're not talking just a one-for-one swap, Jaden to Utah, one of the first-round picks back. It would have been multiple assets remaining here. Viking scoops. What what do you have as they uh, start um, joint practices with the Niners on Wednesday and Thursday off Friday, and then their second and only uh, preseason home game on Saturday against San Francisco? Kirk Cousins is doing fine. I anticipate him, heck, being back in the building today. We don't have access today, but certainly tomorrow. They did list him on on the guys that will will talk tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning in Egan. My understanding is he's he's fine. That the symptoms have not have not beaten him up or anything like that. I saw on ScoreNorth.com, Judd, your fifty three man projection now. Is there like a part two closer to, you know, two weeks from oh, now? Yeah. Is there a part three? That I don't know. I will tell you, oh, yeah. I saw that you have Jalen Twyman out. I've heard enough good things. Now, these last two preseason games will go a long way. Like, I don't think Jalen Twyman is getting released yeah. today, per se. I'm not saying he's a right. lock to make the 53-man, right? I mean, there's some there's some pretty stiff competition, although inexperienced guys. But, like, McGill flashed in the Raiders game. So there, there are some options there on the defensive mm-hmm. line, but I'm just telling you like right now, if I was making a 53 man projection, I would have Twyman in. Otherwise I didn't necessarily disagree with, with any of your takes. Do you think ultimately that they carry uh, going into the season two or three QBs? Because I mean, Mannion Doogie has proven he can't play like there. I, I don't see an upside there. I, I don't see a reason to have, a guy who holds a clipboard and Kirk likes on on your roster, uh, and Mond I think has some potential, but it's potential still. Like there's a lot to to learn there. So, if you had to bet today, do you think that they go into the season with Cousins and Mond, or do you think that there is likely a QB two who is not here, and Mond is ultimately QB three because the Rams going into 2021 did go in with three. Not two. Yes, good reminder. I don't anticipate three. Now, I was curious. I saw Mason Rudolph was traded the other day. I believe Pittsburgh sent him to Detroit. Correct me if I'm wrong. On I saw speculation about that. Speculation or that there's yep. there's talks. I don't know. Maybe it's yes, not official talks. quite yet. But my understanding is I checked yesterday. I'll check again later today. But that the Vikings weren't necessarily in on Mason Rudolph. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't be in on Nick Mullins, for example, like watching that Raiders game over the weekend, like yep. I'm thinking Nick Mullins as, as the number three there with Vegas, like he's better than any number two option here. So like I'm still very curious to see if they bring in a number two from from outside. But right now I would say Mannion isn't anywhere on this 53-man roster. You said it, Judd. He's not, he's not capable. Kellen Mond at least flashes a little bit. So I'll – I'll keep digging on that. Like, I don't think they're outright cutting Kellamon, right? But could could a trade be out, out there, I suppose? But right now, I would say Mond 
does make the 53 man. So I would agree with your projection from Monday. Dukes, uh, transition to some twin scoops. Um, you know, the, the, the St. Paul Saints actually might have some pitching arms here. I was talking with Patrick Royce about this earlier this morning. Um, you know, Evan Sis continues to pitch very well. I mean, for God's sakes, Aaron Sanchez, they DFA'd through five shutout innings again uh, for them the other day as well. Do you, do you feel that as we get closer maybe to those September call-ups and the AAA season maybe wrapping up, I don't really foresee the Saints being a playoff team. They've been kind of hovering around 500 for the majority of the season. Do you feel like there'll be some recall of arms here to maybe bolster some of that bullpen as we get closer um, to the end of the regular season in Major League Baseball? Yes, some reinforcements are coming, Declan. I wouldn't even give up on Devin Smeltzer. Now, maybe the Twins have after he questioned being taken out (laughs) in his last start. Let's not forget that. Trust me. That's so important. Let's not not skirt around it, Judd. That rubbed multiple people in the Twins front office the wrong way. They were not happy with with Smeltzer's comments. So I'm not quite sure Devin Smeltzer is coming back up. And he's... Time soon, but I'm just telling you, me personally, I would not give up on Devin Smeltzer. But Declan, like I would look at somebody like Randy Dobnak, who threw a scoreless inning in Fort Myers. You know, unless there's a setback, he will be in St. Paul next week. Like Randy Dobnak is still somebody that could potentially help them. Michael Feliz has major league experience. He is in the Saints bullpen. Is Moran? belongs in the Twins bullpen. What this is pointing to eventually is Emilio Pagan is not going to be here next year because if you tender him, that's around $4 million for 2023. So Emilio Pagan is not going to be in a Twins uniform next year, or if he is, they re-sign him at a much lower number, but they are not tendering him, right? So if you need a 40-man spot, if you need a 26-man spot, the move that seems inevitable, darn near inevitable, maybe inevitable is too strong, but a move that, that is logical is Emilio Pagan is DFA'd at some point. But let's not forget about Josh Winder. Let's not forget about Bailey Ober. They still think Kenta Maeda is coming back at some point in September. Certainly not as a starter. We know that. Not as a starter, but as a reliever. So those are all names that you could keep an eye on when the rosters expand come September to 28, go to 28 from 26. So it's no longer from a few years ago where you could add eight, nine guys. It's only the two, but certainly look for the twins to add some arms come September. Final scoop, sir. What else you got? Well, yeah, I was at go for football practice yesterday. Monday was catching up with our mutual friend, Daniel house. Go for guru. He knows everything. He had me key in on the right tackle battle. I wish, I'm biased, but my guy Quinn Carroll, Edina High School, his dad Jay, played for the Gophers, transferred from Notre Dame. He unfortunately has not won the job. He's Hmm. rotating in with the ones, but he's also seeing time with the twos. I had somebody there suggest to me, if they had to bet right now, September 1st against Jerry Kill, New Mexico State, that Quinn Carroll is not the Gophers' starting right tackle. So that is one position battle to keep an eye on. The Gophers have more depth than I can remember. They are legitimately faster than I can ever remember. I've told you about that, how Fleck has been telling people behind the scenes that this of his six teams here is the fastest. Well, 
I saw it on the field yesterday. Like, they are legitimately fast. Hopefully they can stay healthy. They are going to throw the ball more this year. That's a foregone conclusion. Kirk Scirocco is not going to run the ball as much as they did last year. Remember, outside of the service academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, the Gophers ran the ball more than anyone. They are not going to run the ball that much this year. There's going to be much more of a balance run to pass. Dalen Wright, wide receiver, looks really good. Chris Altman-Bell, we know he's really good. Brown Stevens can play in the slot. That's John Legend's nephew. So they've got guys. Hopefully they can stay healthy. The tight end, Brevin Spanford, looks the part of an NFL tight end. You just look at that body type, the Mm -hmm. way he can run. Brevin Spanford looks like an NFL player. I know NFL scouts have certainly taken notes on him when they've been at practice the last couple weeks. Now, we haven't seen him be much of a presence in the past game, but what I'm telling you is I certainly envision, I certainly expect Brevin Spanford to have a much larger role in the passing game this year. Outstanding stuff, Dukes. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Okay, see you, boys. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.